On the show today, we're continuing our series on mental health. I'm going to share how a flight to Orlando forever changed how I see leadership and also how to set boundaries to control your mental health. I'll see you there. Want to know how to really improve school culture? Hey, I'm your host, Jeff Veely, and this is the Campus Peace Podcast. Join me after school as we discuss how to empower students, boost staff morale, and squash squabbles. Thanks for tuning in to the Campus Peace Podcast. Hope you're doing well today. It was the flight that I will never forget. I was flying to speak at a school in Orlando, Florida. And I remember getting onto the plane and uh, having a seat next to me, the center seat. Now, I don't know if I was maybe not smelling so good that day or what the reason was, but we were told by the flight attendant that it was a full flight and that almost everyone had boarded. The seat next to me being the only one available, I knew that whoever got on the plane last, they were sitting next to me. Had my backpack in my lap, I was ready to move out of their way so that we could take off on time. And all of a sudden, a guy boards the plane, and, well, you could just tell by the look on his face he had had a rough day. His clothes were kind of in every direction, just really messy. His hair was all messed up, and he's huffing and puffing as he makes his way down the center aisle. Now I was about halfway back on the plane, and again, I know this guy's going to sit next to me. So I get ready to stand up and move as soon as he comes my way. He gestures towards me, and he says, uh, move over, uh, I'll take this seat. And I remember being a little confused, like, is he talking about taking the aisle seat, which clearly I've been sitting in, I was one of the first people to board, I have A-list, so I get to get on the flight early. No, surely he couldn't mean that. And as I look at his face, I realize he is dead serious. This guy wants me to take my stuff, move to the uncomfortable middle seat, so that he can have an aisle seat. He feels entitled, the last guy to board the plane. And I remember in this moment, seeing this guy get a little worked up, and I realize I've got a choice. right? As a speaker, I'm about to go to a school, and I'm about to teach a message, a two-part message on bullying or on social aggression. And I'm about to teach students, don't get upset, stay calm when someone's trying to dominate and have power over you, but also don't treat them like an enemy, treat them like a friend, the golden rule. And right away, my brain kicks in. What is the right thing to do? I thought, well, you know, the golden rule to treat him the way I would want to be treated, I would probably want someone to move over and give me the aisle seat. But at that moment, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I have A-list. I was here on time. I was like two hours early for my flight, which I don't even have to be because I can usually board the plane quicker. And, you know, I have the TSA pre-check. I can get ahead of them. And all of a sudden, I'm like, it's not right for me to have to give up my seat for this guy. Maybe you found yourself in a situation recently where you had to choose whether or not to set a boundary. Maybe you're in a situation right now and you have to decide, is this going to be the hill that I'm going to die on? Maybe you are trying to figure out whether or not to give up your seat. I'll never forget this moment because it really made me view things differently. And I thought, you know what? Part of resilience, part of being resilient, which is the first point in my message I was going to go give to the students and the educators, is to stand firm. There's times where we have to stand firm. We don't give in to the person who's trying to push us around. We can stand our ground, but do it in a way that is kind. Do it in a way that is loving. Do it in a way that is respectful. So I remember turning to this guy who's uh, sort of staring at me, right, because he's wondering if I'm going to move. I said, oh, sir, I'm so sorry you had a rough day. Uh, The middle seat is open. I've already taken the aisle seat. 
uh, but you're welcome to sit here if you'd like. Can I help you with your bag? As friendly as I could, I tried to position it that way. And he looked at me and he said, oh, so that's how it's going to be? And he balked up as if he was going to punch me in the face. Now, thankfully, a flight attendant was standing right there observing all this happening. And she goes, oh, I don't think so. (laughs) She reminded me of some teachers that I meet, like homegirl wasn't going to (laughs) play. She went to the front of the airplane and I knew he was going to be escorted off in no time. Now, again, I'm faced with another opportunity. Do I fight him and give in? You know, he looks like he's going to slug me. Do I stand my ground? And I said, sir, uh, yeah, man. I said, you look pretty stressed. Why don't you have a seat? Again, can I help you with your bag? And right away in that moment, I saw what I taught completely change the dynamic of the situation. Instead of seeing me as an enemy, he saw me as a friend. More importantly, for this podcast, talking about mental health, what did I do? I set a boundary. I set a boundary and I stuck with it. Now, there's a million books out there on boundaries. There's a book called Boundaries, which is amazing, by the way. Dr. Henry Cloud and uh, Townsend, right? These names come to mind. Check this out. Great book. And it's so important. A lot of times, you know, when it comes to mental health, you can only control what you can control. In that moment, I had to choose whether or not to give up my seat. You know, I'm so glad that that situation happened. If you're wondering what happened, I'll fast forward a little bit in the story. Uh, Moments later, he was called to uh, deplane, and uh, as he got off, the airport police were there uh, to take him because he had sort of ramped up his aggression in a couple other ways. No fight. Thankfully, everything was fine. But uh, it was amazing to see how holding my own ground, he actually respected me more. And I think we would have had more issues, actually, if I would have given in and given uh, you know, him everything that he wanted. It was incredible. What will happen when you set a boundary? What will happen when you do that? Maybe it's setting a boundary with uh, someone at your work. Could be a colleague. If you're an educator, maybe it's a parent or a student. Maybe it's a, an administrator. And they've been asking you to work all of these extra hours and it's just come to a point where it's taken a toll on your mental health, on your family, and you just say, hey, I, I, I have to draw a line in the sand here. Here's what we agreed upon. Here's the hours I've been you know, putting in a lot of extra hours because of COVID and all that. And I just have to, like, to, for the sake of my own mental health, I have to draw a line here. You can share that in a way that's kind, that's respectful. I, I can imagine that the person on the other side, just like this guy, even with his temper, even with his issues, they're going to be able to see that you're really trying to make the best decision possible. A few years ago, my live events coordinator called me to let me know that the communication with the school wasn't going so well. It turns out that uh, the principal was having a bad day. And when he hopped on the phone uh, with my coordinator to sort of set up the speaking engagement, me coming to speak at the school, he took it out on her. It actually started yelling, uh, called her some names because uh, he wasn't happy with like the technical requirements for my presentation, which is basically like a microphone and two bottles of water and a place to plug in my laptop to show my slides and play some music, like nothing extensive. And I remember she called me and she was so nervous to tell me that this conversation didn't go well. She thought she was going to get in trouble. And I remember uh, she explained to me how he treated her. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to speak at the school. And she's like, yeah, well, that's why I'm calling you. That's what I'm afraid of. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to speak to school. Tell them we're not interested. It's not a good fit. 
And she goes, what do you mean? I was like, you know what? Actually, let me communicate that. I'll let them know so you don't have to deal with him again. We're not interested. It's not a good fit. And she's like, really? Like, you're going you're gonna to lose the opportunity to, to impact that school. And I was like, you know, that's a bummer. But I have a rule. I don't work with people that can't respect my team. Like, I won't work with you. Because it is so important. If we're going to teach kids, right? If I'm going to go in and talk about the golden rule and, and bullying and all this, and I, if I'm going to teach kids to treat others with dignity and respect, then we have to do that in our relationships. If you can't treat me with dignity and respect and those that I love, those that are on my team, I can't work with you. And so we set a boundary. We walked away, and I told that school, hey, you know what? The, the way that you're treating us, it's just not a good fit. And I remember the principal was, principal was upset. He's like, what do you mean? Like, no, no, no. We get to decide if you're a good fit for us. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's just not how business works, man. Look, I wish you all the best, but um, I teach the golden rule, and you're, you're not showing that right now. Sorry you had a rough day. Um, we're going to call it quits from here. And it felt so good to set a boundary, and it felt so good for uh, my team member, she's like, you know what? I've never had a, a boss do that. Like be willing to lose business and stand up for me. And I was like, yeah, well that's, you know, we don't, we, we don't let people get abused here and just like endorse it and say, oh no, it's okay. Like, it's not what this is about. Mission over money, right? Impact over income. I just want to let you know, I wanted to share these two stories today because I think for every person, we can identify, you can identify an area in your life where you need to say, no, 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 I want to stick with this decision. I'm not willing to give up my seat. Or no, 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 I'm not willing to be treated that way over there. You know what? Yeah, this may cost me an opportunity or something, but, but I'm just not going to do that. The Olsen twins were recently interviewed. How do you handle all the opportunities that come your way? You know, they did acting, Full House and all that growing up, all the movies and everything, and now they're in the fashion industry. How do you handle all the opportunities coming your way? And they said, we'll tell you. Our simple saying is no is a complete sentence. That's what they told the person in the interview. No is a complete sentence. We think we have to explain. We think we have to justify but it's true. No is a complete sentence. Maybe there's something you need to say no to. Maybe there's a seat you need to stop giving up. And maybe you just need to say uh, no to an opportunity because it doesn't make you feel good and it isn't respectful or fair to the people around you. Whatever that boundary is, I want to encourage you to set it this week because if you can do that, it'll help you take control of your mental health. If you enjoyed today's show, please help me achieve an A+. Simply take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Then catch up on episodes and grab some free resources over at campuspeacepodcast.com.